right, I'm recording. As am I. It is another day. It's episode three already. Uh, that's that's what they say. <laughs> episode three. <laughs> Here we are. So, um... Hi, Justin. That's your hey, name, right? Hey, hey, Josh. What's up? <laughs> uh, we're pretty okay, I think. I'd say. I'd say we're, we're halfway there to pretty and okay, yeah. We're pretty okay. Or would you just call us average now? No. What did I say last time? Well, I think average. that you said one time, I don't know if it was last time. I think it was last time. We're already three episodes in and I can't keep anything straight. Um, that <laughs> average is not the same. No, wait. I said that average is not the same as pretty okay. Right? Because pretty okay means that sometimes you're really good and sometimes you're really bad or middle. I'm just going to stick with pretty okay. Yeah, I agree. Pretty okay. Okay, good. Hey, so I have something I want to talk to you about really quick. Okay, great. I like it. We're on so, a podcast, so that's what you remember we should that do. one. Yeah, exactly. Remember that one time when I was extremely terrible at telling the story about something about a developer on Halo doing something funny about the the pistol. And yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, I was a kind of right and kind of wrong. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. That's what we have here: show notes for a game podcast. Uh, and it basically goes over what actually happened, and all it was is that. Yeah, there were some last-minute changes to the code uh, to allow or enhance the pistol itself, but it wasn't actually something that was done directly to the code. It was every time a map or a level loaded up, uh, a certain script would apply this uh, damage protocol or damage code to increase the power for the pistol. So uh, since it was so last-minute, they threw it in, and um, they never changed it. Or at least as far as I know, they never changed it. That's why the Magnum was so powerful in Halo. And it's still like a lot of people's favorite gun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I just wanted to make sure I cleared that up. Because it was a terrible, terrible attempt at explaining something that could have been so cool. And then I just ruined it. Typically what I usually do. So, No, nah, I liked the first story better. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever seen videos of people using the Magnum? I think so. I think so. I think that I saw it. Uh, did I see it? Did they ever use it on Red versus Blue? I think I saw it on Red yeah, versus they, Blue. They pro- it was always the one where they used, they like pointed down or pointed up. I can't remember what they did. And if they moved it, it made their head look up and down. It was basically <laughs> perfect to make it look like they were talking. But in, it was so powerful that you can use it almost as a sniper. And you can, from one side of the map, scope in, like, 2x zoom in on the Magnum and shoot at people. And if you did slow burst, it was still almost as accurate as, um, like, a semi-automatic rifle. Uh, It was ridiculous. And so people would shoot you across map with a Magnum and kill you in four shots if they hit it right on the head. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. It's amazing, always, how much time and effort people will put into a game and figure these things out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that takes a lot of time and effort. Yeah, I mean, that was my favorite. And I have one other thing about Halo, and then I'm done talking about Halo. You know that's not going to be true. Huh? You yeah. and I both know that. <laughs> I, I figured I just want to get this done. When, after our last episode yeah. we recorded, uh, this week, um, Microsoft just released an announcement saying that they were bringing the Master Chief Collection, the Halo Master Chief Collection, that was released some time ago on Xbox One. They're going to bring it to the PC, but they're doing it in a different w- approach. 
they're actually doing a staggered release. So originally, when they released it on Xbox One, you you got all the you got Halo One remastered, Halo Two remastered, three uh, ODST, I think four. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I was wrong. It might not be four. You know, the four was there, but now they're adding Reach to halo master chief collection on the computer but they're starting with halo reach so you they'll only release one halo at a time because they're trying to make sure the experience is as good as it possibly can be on the pc but also for multiplayer so i think that's kind of cool and good for people because if you're technically going through this halo reach is the first on a chronological order of time period is the first game to play because it's pre-Master Chief. So kind of so cool. those reasons check out, but you know the real reason. They're going to make more money. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think but it's yeah, good. No, I'm actually kind of excited about that because, I mean, excited is a strong word, but yeah. I'm I'm going to be purchasing at least one of those games when they come out. So, Well, not probably when they come out, but at some yeah. point because you rave about Halo all the time like a madman. Yeah, so pretty much. I will be playing probably Reach at least just to start it off and see, maybe play the whole campaign through, see what it's like. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's, uh, I'm not going to get into this because I'll talk about it forever, but it, it's it's going to be exciting. Like a whole they episode? Have, or? Yeah, like a whole episode. It's nice because they haven't brought Halo to the PC since Halo 2 uh, and like Halo Wars. I don't really count or Halo Wars 2, but... Like a, a first-person shooter Halo hasn't been brought to the PC since Halo 2, and that was a very long time ago. So it's nice to see that that it's finally taking place. They said later this year. They didn't specify when. They just said later this year. I imagine uh, around E3 they'll probably release Reach because my, I suspect that the next Xbox platform or device is actually going to be announced there too as well. So Or at least previewed i'm i like this idea they have where they're releasing the game on xbox but also releasing it for windows 10 if you have windows 10 yeah reason being is of course i mentioned last time that i bought gears of war 4 i actually played it last night and it's really good (laughs) imagine me enjoying a gears of war game yeah uh but it was Pretty much, I haven't played a game like that in a while, and it was pretty much everything I needed, so it was fantastic. Good. That's awesome. And they they were supposed to be doing this a long time ago, and they only had a few games that had the buy the, Halo, or buy the Xbox game, get the Windows 10 one, two as well. Um, so there was only a select few games. They're trying to open that up to more uh, as we progress towards a more, and this is something I'll talk about maybe later, but a streaming uh, like a more streaming centric gaming era where people are basically paying for a service just to play games, but they're not utilizing either the hardware that's on their current PC or device, or they're not paying for a full game and just paying $15 a month and getting selection to uh, certain games. Oh yeah. I didn't know if you meant like online streamers that it's both ways play yeah, no. the game no, like no, no. to, to, for you to watch no but no yeah the streaming see i don't know if that will ever really take off i know there are a lot of people that do play it that way yeah um well it it depends if the infrastructure stays 
in this constant state of, you know, not great. <laughs> constant <laughs> or if state it, of not great. Or if it gets better as time goes on, because that's what's holding it back, right? So oh, yeah. if you have cheap in- infrastructure on both ends, it makes the service cheaper yeah, and, and easier and more accessible and blah, blah. So yeah. As the internet services get cheaper, as technology progresses, one can only hope that this would be easier for people to do. But even right now, I have a I have fiber, and I will never have problems with my internet. So far, I haven't. And if I did the streaming service, I, I would be fine if I did that. But not everybody can, and not everybody has the luxury of getting access to that so i don't know we'll see yeah um i i really the only news i wanted to mention was the gears of war thing so i i think i'm good there i'm I'm excited about that i played a bunch of it last night and it was i was giddy at some parts it was total fan service in some ways but also just a fantastic game and what i love about those games and have always loved about those games and it's funny because I was kept thinking about the Halo discussion the whole time I was playing. <laughs> uh, what I love about those games is the way that they tell their story. It's not the story's going to be really thin in a game like that, of course. Yeah. But they managed to they managed to do the Marvel thing where they're interlacing the combat and the action with these moments between the characters. So as you're pushing through all these different obstacles and and levels and places the characters are having these moments together that um, usually are really uh, emotional in a lot of ways. Like Yeah, they're like big old buff men and women, but have these soft hearts. Yeah, like uh, the um, one of my favorite examples, um, and of course I can't remember if it was two or three, of course. I think it was two, but where Dom goes to find his wife and you find her. But it's the two. whole way down to find his wife... Um, you you're having these moments between him and Marcus, where they're talking about getting there, and Dom's getting more and more antsy, and like, you know, and then you find her, and the whole emotional—I'm not going to ruin it—but the whole emotional part of finding her between him and Marcus, and I just—it's—it's it's amazing to me, and it always is inspiring in a way. I know yeah. they're not the best games in the world, to me they are, but in, I know that they're pretty they're, good. What I like about them is you have this constant action and it's moving from scene to scene and it's always action scenes and yet somehow they're putting these character moments in there and really developing the characters as they go. Um, Four has a whole dynamic part between uh, Marcus's son and Marcus. So, yeah, I was about to say they have played like the whole dad, dad-son battle shenanigans. Which was great because you find out that Marcus and like Anya did eventually have their happily ever after and they retired together and you yeah. know, whatever. Um, and you end up playing a lot of his son as the player character, which is pretty great. But, I mean, they even built up a whole bunch of NPCs characters around uh, your player character and stuff that are just fantastic. They're really deep characters. So that's what nice. I really, you know, you're battling through all these no-name alien types or, or robot types and you're having these moments that are incredibly human and just fun and you, you know, pulls on the heartstrings. So I, I haven't played, I think since two, I, I don't even know what happened in three and I obviously didn't play four. Um, but what I think for me, why I like gears is at the same time, do you remember the game resistance fall of man? Oh yeah. Yep. I, for whatever reason, I feel like the first gears of war came out around the same time. And I remember, there was a lot of similarities to it it felt like there's a lot of similarities but to me 
uh, resistance was more of like a horror th- game i don't know why just it felt more dark and quote scary i loved that game and i i didn't ever i don't think i ever played the new resistance or the newer which came out after a couple years later but i really liked this game and i think that's why i also liked gears because of that feel of just this uh, alien-esque kind of invasion or this constant battle between the two and um that style i think was very similar so no i i i'm glad you have the chance to still play gears of war uh with the whole buy an xbox get or buy the xbox game or get a windows copy or just get it for windows so that's cool yeah um, i have a topic in mind but i want to kind of pin put a pin in that thing you just said the or at least maybe mention it right now you mentioned resistance and i believe this is true but that was the launch title i think for the playstation 3 wasn't it i thought it was resistance fall of man there was other things behind it though that were issue that had a lot of issues with it uh looking it up now of course yeah resistance okay so from what i remember before you look it up before you say anything the one controversy with that game when it came out was the destruction of that church in Resistance. So the first whatever amount of copies that were released, they had uh, a part, a, a scene or a part of the game where you're actually destroying a church while facing a boss. Yeah, that was a big thing. And, and, and that, that became was a, a huge controversy. Yeah, and so I can't, for the life of me, remember what church it was, but they, so there was such this uproar that the developers ended up either removing that and putting in a new boss fight or somehow it, I it was the church of england yes at, that's what it was manchester church yeah and they either or, took I'm it sorry, out manchester they, cathedral sorry gotcha they did something and removed it and i think my friend when we were playing it had the version uh with the church in it because i remember he bought it immediately when he bought his ps3 he got that game first i think maybe and yeah. i remember playing that in one day <laughs> Yeah, I l- just looked it up, and it was a launch title. I mean, it wasn't the only launch title, but yeah. it was one of them. And uh, what's so funny good. about that is that that game... <laughs> okay, so I worked at a retailer for games and computers and all that stuff. And yeah. we had the demos set up. You know, we had the Wii U. We had the new PlayStation 3. We had the Xbox 360. And this was what I was trying to do. I was trying to decide, okay, I am going to buy one console. We can, you know, barely afford at the time to buy one console. I'm going to I'm going to buy one if I'm going to choose one this generation. Yeah. What am I going to choose, you know? And I've mentioned that playing Gears of War is what sold me on the 360. And the reason really was twofold. One, Gears is awesome. And Gears uh, took cover shooter and made it like mainstream. You know, the, yeah. the whole cover shooter mechanic where... Third person shooting, yeah. Yeah, with third per- third person, but more importantly, you move between cover and right. get behind cover as like, you know, the firefight unfolds, you're taking more cover and like shooting over the cover, popping out, shooting, going back behind cover, yeah. which feels more dynamic and fun to me um, in a lot of ways. And at the time felt incredibly fresh. But... Um, What's funny is we had the demo for Gears on the 360. Yeah. And then just over to the side, we had the same demo set up for the new PlayStation 3. And Resistance was what was on it. 
and I remember playing both. And I remember playing Resistance and going, I, I don't understand why this is exciting. I mean, I get the whole post-apocalyptic aliens aspect, yeah. but when I played it next to Gears, I'm like, Gears is something completely different. Gears of yeah. War like, is not only like the alien aspect, but also it's a whole different set of gameplay mechanics and like a different way to play, and you're choosing different tactical options because you're moving between cover. Like, It just felt like no contest. I was like, sold, 100%. Resistance, like... It, it, it was pretty, and that was its selling point, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And then it, you know, was um really neat sci-fi shooter, but it, it felt really old to me, which is ridiculous because it was brand new. But what I mean by that is, like, it didn't do anything new. It was like, okay, it's you get cool guns and you go shoot stuff. And yeah. I'm like, what is this, Halo for PlayStation? <laughs> like, what's going on? So, um yeah, uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember playing that game and not being impressed. Yeah, I I'm looking back at the pictures of the gameplay and I'm going, "Wow, it looks so much different than what I remember it." But when it did come out for the PS3 as a semi or as a launch title or semi-launch title, that was groundbreaking graphics, really, or at least it looked like that to me at the time. Um and as I'm looking at the screenshots again, it almost looks like Fallout. It it kind of looks like uh, uh Fallout 3 for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I just figured I'd mention that because for me, I played Resistance first, then played Gears, and then obviously fell in love with Gears because I never played another Resistance game after that. So, yeah, and uh, I don't want to. This is not. This is not a Gears of War episode. No, it is not. It's, I'm not going to let it be. <laughs> not today. But I, one last thing is that. Gears was innovative both from a mechanics and fun shooter kind of way, but it also, the whole entire game is cooperative, like local cooperative, but also online cooperative, which is huge, huge. The whole campaign, you could both play together. And that's why my friends and I played it as much as we did all three of the games and now four I'm playing again. Like it's being able to play through the entire campaign together is so good. Just so good. Good. Anyway, okay, so uh, enough about Gears, even though What do you I want to it. talk about? Yeah, and we've beaten the crap out of Halo, so... <laughs> yes, um, we have. Oh, at least I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that when the Master Chief collection starts being released, I'd like to look into it and maybe potentially dip my toe in the water, like I we mentioned. We play so. together. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question, and it came out of re-listening to our first episodes mm-hmm. um and well i guess i'll just ask it first it's just like a you know and then you can start thinking it and thinking about it and i'll start kind of mulling it around in my head and then talk about what i really mean as you're thinking about it so okay my question is what are you looking for in a game or what are your genre tastes right now so the question really is just what's your taste in games? And it's a really tough question to answer, oh. I know, because I have been kind of thinking about it on and off since I kind of thought to ask it on the podcast. Yeah. I don't want to get into what's better or what's worse, really, right now. Maybe we'll do that at the end here. But um, I I was listening to Halo, and or at least the episode about Halo, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself that – 
It's funny because we went through the whole tirade, and if you look at Halo on paper, yes. there's no reason that I wouldn't like it, right? So, like, based on what I have said in the past or the games that I've played and enjoyed and loved, Halo ticks all the boxes, you know? It really it ticks all the boxes for me, just like I think it does for you. Yeah. So, and, and I think I did a poor job on the last podcast, but really I was trying to say that it was a, a question of timing, really, for me. Right. But that said, it begs the question, what what is your taste? And is it a genre taste or is it, um, what, what kind of games do you like to play? So I'm going to kind of leave the question open and potentially let you answer if you feel comfortable to answer right this minute. Um, but that's the question that I'd like to talk about. Okay, so I have one more follow-up question. One more follow-up follow question. Okay. Is, are we referring to my current self or overall? Because the way I say that is that if I would have asked that question to myself 10 years ago, I can just tell you right now, I can give you an easy answer is I like first-person shooters. That's okay, like, wait, wait. So let's talk about now. Okay. So, and uh, let me, I don't want to keep reintroducing it, but the other reason I've thought of this, and I think we should talk about this at some point, maybe mm-hmm. not now, but okay. I I recommended you play a game a long time ago that is hands down one of my favorite series of all time. Yeah. I know I keep saying that about games, but you know, we keep talking about my favorite games. Uh, it's almost like it's a podcast about video games no anyway way. so one of my favorite series of all time was mass effect is yes. mass effect well i guess i should say was because the fourth game was you know blah i think everybody agrees on that <laughs> I, I think that's just a generic response regardless should, if you like it or not we should have a whole episode about that game really i think we should but anyway the trilogy the first three games yes are amazing to me like incredible games incredible and i recommended it to you and it's funny to me because i thought about this while i was listening re-listening to the halo episode and saying to myself like it ticks all the same boxes really i don't understand it doesn't make any sense to me but at the same time halo ticks all my boxes so you know i don't know so i would say right now is the answer to you the long answer to your question uh, all right. I'm looking right now. Do I even have? I thought I owned the first one, or at least the second one, but I guess I don't. So yeah, you would think that Mass Effect would be something I like, and especially made by the same company that made one of my other favorite games, uh, Kotor: Knights of the Old Republic, or Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. For those who never got a chance to play it, but you would think that I would have liked it, but I didn't. And I still am having a hard time even trying to get in it. There was one time you get, told me, you recommended it to me. And I downloaded it. I got it uh, I got it from like Humble Bundle or something. I remember playing the first couple, like maybe an hour or two. I'm like, I can't do this. I, I just, I, it just, it was something about going back and playing a game that was released so far along ago <laughs> that I just don't want to go through it. Uh, and it was just a hard Hard sell for me, which I don't know why. But to answer your question, what kind of games I like, it's uh, I think now it's easier for me to answer, as I'm at this age, is that I no longer like the idea of going online and playing multiplayer and just getting destroyed and getting frustrated at 
insta killing or getting shot upon like just respawn killed or yeah. playing against a bunch of people who are younger than me and have the time to just get better every single night and play so right now for me it's really games that have a deep uh campaign or a deep story to it uh and it doesn't necessarily have to be open world it can just be very linear linear but i like the the story like the play through the story because of the times that i sit down and play it might be late at night and i only want to play 30 minutes of it or i get a stint during the day that i get to play an hour or so it's those 30 to an hour minute time windows that i want to enjoy it and i want it to be good i don't want it to be some not necessarily mind-numbing, but I want to be engaged, um, which I kind of play with the idea of this because I love reading, and I think that kind of goes along the lines of reading a story, you're playing through a story. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think a lot of the RPG games are the games that I like. Um, so uh, that's a good start. Yeah. So I have a really hard time with this question. And yeah, it's hard. The reason I like a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the reason for me. But... When I think about this and start to break it down, mm-hmm. I start to pull out the different elements in a game or for a game that make up my favorite games that yeah. in my mind then become like dials. So you have certain dials to a game that can change how much of each element for that game. And when I think about those dials, so those dials to me are like action, story, um what else cinematics yeah um, puzzles you know that kind of stuff there are absolutely thresholds that at some point on each dial is too far or too little so and too little is interesting because there are a lot of games that don't have puzzles for me that that's okay um yeah because you're i mean anybody who likes zelda and has invested so many hours into playing any zelda you would think that they like puzzles that that's that's oh, for part sure of zelda. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure that's a huge draw to zelda i would say yeah. um and if you don't enjoy the puzzles i think that you <sighs> you're clearly playing it for the wrong reasons so get the, uh, well ooh. but you probably won't play it yeah it's my i would probably venture the, the idea that you don't play it if you don't enjoy the puzzles so yeah so uh, what's interesting to me is that these dials, obviously, you kind of mentioned before that if you had asked yourself 10 years ago, <laughs> yeah. it would have been a different answer. And I think that that kind of ties back into these dials that I'm inv- imagining. I don't mean to keep saying that word, but I think that it kind, of, it. it kind of is an interesting way, yeah, to think about it. And I know that my dials have changed over the years. Yeah. I know that when it comes to grinding, I just have no tolerance at all. Like I can't, I can't even, as yeah. they say. <laughs> um, some, some days it's easy. Some days it's just like you, you don't want to do that. I, the, the, I, the best way I can explain it is, is uh, World of Warcraft does this to you. Uh, and even things like, uh, what's it called? Stardew Valley which to me is technically grinding. Like I, I want to yes. play the game, but then I sit down and I play uh, 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, my gosh, how many... I have to go do this, I have to go all over this. No, no, the, but the this crest. is getting exactly to my point, and that is that the grinding, the grinding dial, if you will, 
yeah. has a much higher threshold for me than it used to. And that's, I would say, I'm going to blame that right now for the reason mm. that I haven't played much Stardew Valley. Because I know that the entire game is meant to be a grind. That's the whole point of the game yeah, is to and grind. And there's so much to it that it makes the game that much better than most games out there. And it's still, and it's like $7 a $15 game. But For sure, I, yeah. Do you do you find that do you find that overwhelming to think about when you go to play that game? Yeah, I have to be in the right mindset to play. Yes. It. So okay, I'm glad it's just not me because I feel like an idiot. Like everybody loves that game just about. I feel like yeah. I feel I like need... that guy made that game. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. I'm gonna have to look it up in a second. Um, it's okay. Made that game and everybody fell in love with it. It's gorgeous and oh, fun yeah, to for play. Sure. I think from a gameplay standpoint. Yeah. But it feels like so overwhelming. Like I cannot, I have told There's myself so that to I do. just need to be in the right mindset, but I cannot find the mindset to sit down to that game right now. There's been days where I've, I've gotten down. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play 30 plus minutes of this. And then I get 15 minutes. And I'm like, man, I just want to play smash. I just want to beat a bunch of things <laughs> and just call it a day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's interesting because I think that my tolerance for various things in games has changed quite a bit as I've gotten older, of course, and, you know, not having time, of course, as you get kids? older. Kids? What? Yeah, something, something, kids. Um, You know, you mention multiplayer online games. Right. And I, I'm saddened by that whole thing. I really enjoy first-person shooters, and I yeah, really enjoy playing multiplayer games online, but I don't like not being good. Yeah, I do not one. have the time yeah. to sink into a game to make myself good. So when, I get really we were, sad about it. When we were playing Apex when it first came out, when we were getting rolled every single game <laughs> and, and maybe getting a couple shots on people, like I just wanted to turn to you and be like, Josh, do we, do we want to keep making a fool of ourselves? This is getting ridiculous. I, this game is good, but clearly we're just not good at it anymore. Or we just don't have the time to be good. My my response time. It's like I I feel I'm terrified to know what what my response time would be if if I were to play Halo Five and like play arenas. I'd probably get rolled every single time because I haven't played. I don't have that muscle memory back. It's it's as crazy as it sounds. You start getting that as you play it more and more, and it definitely shows if you're out of the game for a while. And that's what it felt like. We were just not in it, and it it definitely does not make it fun when everybody's just trashing you around yeah but i also think that there's something even before that for me at least um after a certain point in the evening my mental ability starts to diminish <laughs> yes um and i get old man tired basically you know oh, i start oh man josh <laughs> I start yeah you've had a full day of work you come home to the kids we get we get them dinner we get them in bed and these are not excuses but like Video games are not the focus of my life. So then I no. get downstairs and it's nine and now I'm going to start playing video games. And it's like, oh, gosh, I can't even there's no I, I can't move that fast or think that fast or think yeah. about all the things you need to think about to be a good and, massive multiplayer online game player. <laughs> and the thing, too, is like when I'm sitting down to play. I might have had a, a few drinks or a single drink, and then it's not o'clock. You've worked all day, and now you have a drink in your hand, and then you start playing. And yeah, then right. It just it starts adding up, and then you just look like a fool. So, 
And you get pretty much. Um, so okay, so going back to the original question. So yes. now, Justin Fry in 2019. Yep. What kind of games do you like to play? I like to play. I thought I said I liked RPG. Oh no, RPG games. That's that's what I meant to say. Okay. I'm I'm really into RPG games. I've always loved RPG games uh, and MMORPGs, uh, but specifically now with the ability one or not without the ability to not feel guilty and pumping a mon- bunch of money into a subscription game like World of Warcraft. Um, I like to play RPGs where I can sit down, uh, enjoy the campaign, play it through whenever I want. Still takes there's still that aspect of the energy and mental energy, like you were saying, Yeah, right. having that, but it's, uh, it's more fun because you're not up against somebody else. You're up against an NPC, uh, like, uh, legend of Zelda or legend of Zelda. Jesus, uh, breath of the <laughs> wild. Um, I originally got that game for the switch when we bought it a little after. And I remember Josh and I were talking back and forth and I said, I just, I was having a hard time getting into it. And I think I was still getting over the fact that I couldn't play first-person shooters on the Switch or something. And as soon as I got over that and I started playing Breath of the Wild, I just got hooked and I loved it. I loved the the world, the, the camp, just the whole story behind it, the sub-stories, all the mini-quests. And while it, this is a really bad example because it's an open world and, again, is overwhelming because of all the things you can do, it still was this really great story and uh, a wonderful sort of game um, that I'm glad I got a chance to play. But the RPGs for me are really, really something that I'm enjoying because of the fact that you can play through a story. I can pick it up. I can play 30 minutes of it and put it back down, and I feel happy about it. Like I, in that time I played, I enjoyed it. It wasn't grindy. It wasn't um, stressful because I was worried about some. 15 year old kid coming around a corner and pop sh- popping shots at me. Um, it was just nice. Yeah, that so. makes sense. That makes sense. I, I kind of, the, I kind of think that R- RPGs are kind of the old man's game. <laughs> yeah. Cause we're in a world where it's either you're playing a MOBA, you're playing some uh, battle arena or whatever the heck it's called battle Royale game, or you're playing the remnants of, Call of Duty, which I have no idea how that's still going, and they're adding, still trying to play zombies, like they're still holding on to the fact that there's this multiplayer uh, sub-campaign go- thing going on or sub-category. Uh, yeah, I... It is really an old man, uh, old man's game. What other RPGs out there do people play anymore, I guess? Well, I mean, there are plenty, but... Well, RPGs? Which ones do they play? Yeah, which one? Uh, other than we got Breath of the Wild, it's a big RPGs. You have uh, God Breath of War. Breath of the Wild is barely an RPG. <laughs> what do you? Why would you say it's barely an RPG? Oh boy, here we go. Here's the real topic, right? Um, you you well, would call that a full fledged RPG? Fully fledged? Well, you you have stats. You are you have go. stats. Yeah, you have hearts and stamina. Oh yeah, that's the uh, one that everybody always says. <laughs> and but then you also have if you have your, uh, oh I guess yeah I see where this is starting to dwindle down. Well, some of the uh, armor that you have gives you added stats of attack power, and same thing with um, the food you eat and 
yeah, I see we're not we're not going to settle this on this podcast for sure no. because people continue even now to fight this battle. I mean, from since I would say even maybe the first Zelda Legend of Zelda on NES, okay. they have Let talked me. about this to death um, hmm. for the same I, reasons you just named, and I think the the compromise that people are willing to come to on the two sides is calling it an action RPG. Okay. Yeah. I'll call it an action RPG. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just giving you a hard time (laughs) because I, I, I would call it an action game personally, but the reason for that is that I, to me, RPG has always meant. So I grew up playing JRPGs. So to me, RPGs always meant, building yeah. your stats and building your your party and your characters and putting yeah. stuff on them and that kind of thing and yeah Zelda you you put gear on yeah but I, I are hearts really, really your stats and are you is your character really improving in any way other than no. putting new gear on no not really not but really. i don't know i think you could i think you could really argue it either way and people will continue to do that for a long time yeah but um it's just i think when you say you know, people are playing RPGs today, and yeah. that's one of them. I don't think that they they would agree with that. I I think for me, I'm with you in the JRPG, and if when I get a chance, I will be buying and playing Kingdom Hearts. And I wonder if that will be one of those games that I, they do the whole Xbox slash Windows 10 thing. That would be sweet because then I wouldn't have to buy an Xbox again, and I would I just play it on the PC. But yeah, again, yeah, I, I highly doubt it. But for yeah, J- you mentioned JRPGs. I I'm starting to want to play those more, which I played a long time ago with really on PlayStation. I think was the bigger JRPG thing for me uh, when I played Legends of like Dragoon and whatnot. But uh, I would like to play, and I haven't been able to or haven't purchased it. But the Octopath Traveler. Oh yeah, I want to play ones. that one. Like the I've never I never played Dragon Quest, which is crazy to a lot of people well no i don't think that's that's crazy because i have never played dragon quest and i've played a lot of jrpgs and then there's what what's the monster hunter i've never played monster hunter yeah um there's a whole bunch of games that are that have been out or it's like the eighth in the series that i'm like oh i'll pick that up that sounds like some fun because whether it's turn-based or not uh it still sounds appealing to me because i just it's not time constraint there's no time constraint to it there's no timed objective that i'm going to lose the game and get just frustrated with some multiplayer um uh, what's it called mechanics that i just don't understand yeah so yeah i think that's a good word for it i sound like an old man and i'm only 26 no but you're i keep making it into an old man thing but yeah, it's not. But really, it just means that you have other things that matter more, and that yeah. you have to do those. <laughs> like Terraria, you showed me that game. I've never played that game until just last year, oh, the end it's of last a great year. Game. And yeah, it's fantastic. I don't know. It's been sitting in my Steam inbox or Steam library for probably five or six years. I've had that game. I bought a long time ago on a humble bundle. Never used it. Never played it. And the, you mentioned it. I'm like, all right, I'll try it out one day. And I still, after we record sometimes or after I do something, I'll play that for like 30 minutes or an hour just listening to a podcast because it's, one, kind of mind-numbing but relaxing. It's 
it's just fun because you're exploring around and just doing whatever you want and pick it up again when you log back in. So, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. What about you? You haven't well, really explained to me what you like. I will in a second, but I want to kind of ask you more questions around yours and yeah, break it down please. a little bit. So, let's break it down. So, you're saying right now yes. that your quintessential, quintessential game for Justin Fry in 2019 is really the RPG, whether yep. that be. I don't know. JRPG, action RPG, RPGs are kind of where you're at right now. Yeah. So single player campaigns. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, but see, that's saying something different. I would okay, say. Okay. Uh, I I guess yeah, it's definitely RPG, but I I like the idea of just playing single player games for the most part now, just because of the time constraint and then oh for sure, not yeah, paying yeah. us for a service to play multiplayer. So. So then, mm-hmm. how important to you in a game? So I, I here's the list I have for the dials, if you will, but they're not really dials. So mm-hmm. let's say we're going to kind of say which ones are and are not important. So okay. the list I have is story, okay. action, mm-hmm. exploration, mm-hmm. puzzles, strategy, mm-hmm. and then the other two I kind of threw in there that maybe we'll have to come up with better names for one is called lead time. That's the amount of time it takes to get into the game and get set up and into like um, the main story. Yeah. And like get to the point where you're playing the game and enjoying yeah. the game. Okay. And the other one is practice. How much practice it takes to play the game and be good at it. Okay. That would be a zero. For yeah. Me. So like how important to you is story? Is that the most important or Pretty high up there, I would say, right? I would say it's pretty high up there. If, could we put it like a number range to this, a one through ten on the sure, dial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say this is probably a seven. Okay. Because it, it's it's high up there, but it's not something that is a nine or ten for me. The story can be a five, and I'd probably still play the game. Um, I mean, not every game has a great story that I play and end up enjoying, but the story a- adds to it and grabs me into it. So I, I would definitely say story would be at a seven. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good answer because that fits to what you were saying before and also kind of gives you that sense that it's important, but you can play games that don't necessarily have the best story. Yeah, exactly. So then the next one on the list is action. How would you say one through ten action? Wait, 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 we didn't even say. So one being the worst, ten being the most, or one being the least and ten being the most important. Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct, correct. That's that for, was my assumption. <laughs> for action, are we talking about intense action? Like what what define action for me? Is this the amount of events that are happening all at the same time? Or I guess yeah, explain it just really quickly. Um, I didn't have that deep of a <laughs> of a whoops of a definition on it. I, to me, this takes into account because there's a lot of strategy games out there that yeah, are low like on fighting. Action, like, know? are we talking like hand to hand? No, fighting? It, it could be anything from lots of things on the screen that you have to dodge or lots of things that you have to do on the screen quickly yeah. or down to through like combat or I don't know anything where you need to take direct action. Yeah. I would say that is higher up there too. So it'd probably okay. be a seven or eight because I want, while I, 
the time that I get to play it, I want it to be engaging and I want it to be enjoyable. And if it had low action, why would I even play it? So yeah. I yeah. would say this is actually, we had, se- oh, sorry. Uh, we had seven for um, story, I'd say eight for action. Um, and they kind of go hand in hand for me because a good story might, or a good story should have some good action in it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So my next on the list is exploration. Okay, so for me, it would probably be a four, four to three, because while it would be really nice to have this vast, vast and lush open world to explore and do all the gajillion side quests that are out there, it that sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, it overwhelms me, and I want to have some sort of focus. I want to have some sort of linear path, so to speak that I need to go from one point to one point to complete the quest or the task at hand. And like I said, going back to the time thing, I don't have all the time in the world to play. Yeah, right. And I don't want to be distracted. I get on, I'm like, okay, I'm going to beat this quest that I've been meaning to get a hold of. And then I find some other random person walking in the field and go, hey, who's that? And here we are. Now I'm completely off course and I've, I'm going to have to wait till the next time I could play to do the main quest. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then the next on the list is puzzles. Huh. I think you're going to hate me on this one. I don't think that I'm going to. I think that you overestimate my need and love for puzzles. So- I think that I have in the past given you the false sense that puzzles are really, really important to me. Yes. And while I love them and enjoy them, they have to be in the right game. Mm-hmm. Okay, me. so <laughs> that I understand. You're basically saying you wouldn't want to have a puzzle in a, in a Gears of War game. Yeah, but like I will, there are times that I will seek out a Gears of War game over a puzzle-esque game f- okay. because I want to not have to think. Okay, so for me, puzzles, uh, I was the guy in all the games like Skyrim and everything that just skipped through the puzzle and just looked up how to do it because I didn't care. I hate puzzles. Um, oh, no, you're wrong. I'm going to hate you. <laughs> I do not like puzzles, with the one exception with Breath of the Wild. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed those puzzles and Kingdom Hearts. So that's it. I would give it a one. I don't care. Oh, wow. Wow. And this... This ties into, we've talked about it other places, but we've never mentioned it here, yep. your undying love for strategy guides, Rip. <laughs> yes, which I uh, I will be honest, I don't know if I have touched the legend or the Breath of the Wild strategy guide in a while. <laughs> it's still just sitting there um, I, be- because I, I've been just distracted. I don't understand this one. Why play the game? if you look everything up. But I also grew up in a time when you couldn't look everything up and everything you, if you wanted hints, you had to like talk to people. You had, you had to dial up the old, the old phone, the telephone that had this, the long string on it and had to call your buddy Dave. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you walk uphill in the snow both ways. And then if you got to the end of the street, no, twenty-five um, cents into the phone. Yeah. In all seriousness, no. You had to find out who was playing the game, either at school or at like events, and yeah. then talk to them like, "Where are you at?" And then you'd find out, and you'd be like, "No, I haven't gotten there yet. How did you get there with the bag?" And you know, and then let's go meet to, at the local arcade yeah, shop. Where's the sword? I totally missed it. And yeah, 
that that was my experience. So so you got very few of those, and so you had to figure things out on your own. And yeah. that has built me into this like ah, overly critical pe- person of people like that where it's like, why are you playing the game if you have to look it up all the time? Why are you playing the game? And, Go play and, something where you don't have to look things up. And I think that might have been growing up age-wise for me because now... I said the the rare the one exception or two exceptions of the Kingdom Hearts, but Breath of the Wild I really did enjoy a lot of the puzzles, and it, I made sure to not look up how to do them unless I got to the point where I'm like I don't care anymore I just want to get it over there yeah get yeah this over that with. makes or sense. if it's one of those um, where you have to move the switch around to like get the ball to <laughs> to go into the hole and and have it grab shoot it up in the air I. I have no patience for that. One because it never and I never feel like it works. Like you're positioning and well, I remember one time I was standing up with the switch and like moving my body around, and Aaron comes downstairs and goes, "What the heck are you doing? <laughs> like I'm trying to get this puzzle." So no, yeah. I, I some of them were fantastic though. Some of those puzzles were so good. Yeah, there were there were some really complicated ones that were I wouldn't say com- yeah, they were complicated, but they were very well thought out and yeah. enjoyable even though i would just i have a problem with one of the game uh mechanics with it the jumping in that game is terrible it's like it's a slow reaction time and then you jump too late and you just plop down and die yeah yeah it's, well i mean zelda's never really been known for its jumping ability jumping you know mechanics um <laughs> Someone should tell them. Yeah. But I will say Link was able to jump in Link's Awakening with the feather. So that was one of the main, you know, things that stood that game apart. Yeah. Well, yeah, one for puzzle. One, okay. I'm writing these down, so. Okay, good. You write things down. Ha, I'm just kidding. Well, it's funny Uh, you say that because I said write this down, but I actually have been typing in my iPhone. (laughs) all right so so then i kind of feel like these go hand in hand okay same vein so we'll we'll see what would you say for strategy which is the next one on the list okay i i think that's different in one aspect it is it is totally different but because i like strategy quite a lot i really like rts games too as well and i think i'm having a resurgent of that again as oh, I'm... they're so good yes they are very good and thanks to you i'm playing halo wars too and i'm really enjoying it while it is a special type of rts i feel it's not as intense um i like the idea of uh battlefield stat uh battlefield strategy of placing troops and placing your yeah you know your teammates in certain areas and flanking and and doing some military i love maneuvers. that stuff that's a lot of fun and that's why i really enjoy strategy because i like to think that way and watch it unfold and that's i would have to say that is almost an another eight for me because it gives nice. me it gives me the chance to execute something like that and that's why i always will have a love for like age of the empires and um, so that stuff so tied into that though so Mm -hmm. there's strategy games right there's strategy games Mm -hmm. then there's real-time strategy games Mm -hmm. but there's also strategy in action games i would say 
And this is where I usually break off strategy into two, not categories, or separate two separate things, I would say. Yeah. One being strategy and the other being tactics. Mm-hmm. So like a tactical game like, is different to me than a strategic game. So Does that make sense? Tactics So, so do you think we should SWAT? have a tactics tactics uh, knob on the the console, if you will, <laughs> No, I think, uh, I guess, because are you like comparing like stats or stats? Wow. Like uh, SWAT, the game, uh, the Rainbow Six game that came out not too long ago, like th- talking about the, s- the tactics used to breach a room. Well, yeah. So like it's not just, I mean, that really signposted that as one of the main gameplay parts yeah. of that game. But I would say, you know, like Gears of War is very tactical. That's a well, very tactical yeah, yeah, the, game. Yeah. And I would even say like The Division too. Because, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And the, and that and I wanted to emphasize on that because I love the division. The, the RPG the division is one of my favorite games and still will be even though Yeah, it's a good uh, game. It's very grindy, yes. Uh it's a very good game because there's also a story behind it, which is a, a plus. Yeah. And it's a relatively good story too. Um but the tactics behind it are awesome. I mean, you you get certain uh, tools to use and uh, if you have a certain group of people when you and i played it for the time we could it was like it was really cool to play off of each other and like one being a medic and so forth and i yeah. really enjoy that in the game and even when i played with my three other friends or it was the three of us yeah uh it was a lot of fun and i enjoyed using those military tactics and strategy to uh, accomplish, <laughs> accomplish like the object objective. So, well, I guess we'll save the definitions for a different podcast, maybe. But um, the I'll just lump podcast, that together. Yeah. So we'll call that all strategy. Yeah, I'd say eight for sure. Okay, so then lead time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? Like how long it takes to to get into the main quest? Yeah. So like, if a low lead time game to me is like, you know, Candy Crush, where you just fire it up and you're playing. And then or Tetris, like five whatever, minutes. Tetris yeah. 99. But like you mentioned with, um, I forgot what game you mentioned just a minute ago, but like you can play 30 minutes at a time and be done and have done something useful. Like Terraria? Yeah, like Terraria. We're like, you just fire it up, you're playing. Yeah. And then you can play 15, 20 minutes and turn it off and be like, I did something. Um, and not have to like lead into the game. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. World of Warcraft would be a high lead time. You oh, know, yeah. you, you need to find your spot where you were at, figure Metroid. out if you're going to go do something, make that kind of an objective, <laughs> figure out how you're going to get there. Like, yeah. There's a lot to get to what you want to do. Yeah, I agree. I I don't know. This would probably be a five because I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of in the middle. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I don't mind having to bit the build up for a... Uh, to jump into the the main quest or the main storyline, um, some of that is story building, so that's why I enjoy it. But then also, I don't want a game that drags. And I unfortunately can't think of a game right off the top of my head that dragged. I think oh shoot. Well, I would say that there are a lot of games, or no, let me rephrase. I would say developers are kind of wary of this these days and yeah. keen on it, where they kind of build modern games where you don't want a lot of lead time to get into them because I think that right. attention spans are shortening. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, that is a fact. <laughs> so, um, and this is why mobile games are as, you know, popular as they are. <laughs> Yuck. Not a fan. We All should right, put so a knob for a mobile games. I put that at a zero. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Um, so we'll call that a five for you. Yeah. So I the next one on the list and the last one on the list is practice. Hmm. So this is like how much it takes to, to really get. put into the game and uh, separate from grinding, right? This is not for your characters or your anything in the game. This is for you to be able to play the game effectively and be good and decent at it. Would or just pretty be, okay, depending. Would one be less practice and 10 be the most practice? Or one would be, I don't care if there's uh, a medium. I don't care that it takes practice to get in. One would be... It's really important to me that there's no practice involved, and 10 would mm. be there. It's really important to me that there's a lot of practice and skill involved in the game. Hmm. That's a tough one. It is. It's a really, really hard one. Because <laughs> I just complained about not wanting to put a lot of effort in to play a game for 30 minutes. Right. But I, but I also like the building up of the skill. So building up of learning how to play, well, I'd, I'd say you know I didn't six, even think actually. about that part of it. You bring up a great point. I didn't even think about the fact that a lot of games build that practice into the game. Yeah, I mean, you they help you learn the mechanics. I mean, games will tell you now press the crouch and B button and you do this. It goes through that whole tutorial, and then your first couple missions are you really just learning how to use the game mechanics and for complicated games or big games i guess even rpgs that they want you to use some of those mechanics but a lot of that really pops up in like first person shooters and and um like uh action games because there are certain sequences that you have to do throughout the game and if you get good at them it's because they built you up to it so I would say six because I I do enjoy that uh, because you, you start to feel like you're you're in you're immersed into it because you're 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 doing you're playing to the mechanics of the game that it was intended for you to use. So I would say I like the idea of some sort of practice or build up to that. So I'd okay. say six. I'm actually going to change that one to build up. Okay. And we'll call that like building of skill. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say six. Skill. The official dials of what would we call this? Official dials. I don't. Of, whatever. Pretty okay dials. Pretty okay dials. There you go. All right. So, so I'm gonna run through mine real quick yes. and chat about them real quick because okay, okay. we're kind of running out of time. So you know, and I don't. There's want no to actual it. time barrier here. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, there isn't, but, but I kind of want to keep it. On the hour mark or so, and we'll see if we can do that. But well, yeah. you have forty-four seconds, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. So the answer is no. Um, so story for me is yeah. very important. Yes, obviously. it's hard for me to give it a number. Um, Can't give everything because, numbers, Josh. So, so I would probably call it a ten. Yeah, and it's that very, very important me. to me. But what I want to point out about that ten is that the story doesn't have to be great and it doesn't have to be the most 
prominent thing in the game. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the most important thing in a game for a game to be played. Well, important to me, but not important to the game. Does that make sense? It's kind of a weird... I don't know how that works. Okay, so so what I mean by all that garbage is that... It's like you're invested in the game, even it, though it's... I need to have need a to reason, be. which yeah. sounds so stupid to say no. out loud, but it's I really... Like yeah, go ahead. Go. I was going to say, it's just like your love for Zelda... Like you want it, the story to be good, right? That that's something you want it to be. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be, but you want it to be. But like, if you <laughs> so, so confusing. if for me, if you took out, okay, let's see, if you took out the, if you took out the story in Zelda, the Legend yeah. of Zelda, now you start the game, you pick up a sword, and you start moving through the game, and you're just killing things. That to me would be incredibly boring. And I think most people would agree because that's ridiculous. Some might say, well, you know, that's great because you're telling your own story. And I get that. And I think there are games that really lead you to tell your own story and make it your own kind of game. Yeah. This is this example is a crappy example and not one of them. So it's, you know. It's hard, but for me, I like to know that there's been some thought about the world and, you know, the people in it and what I'm doing and why. And it helps me immerse myself in the game. I really, while it doesn't have to be the best story, I need there to be story. So I'm going to mark that as a 10 just because it's important. It is important. Uh, I'm going to say on action for me, it's going to be an 8 or a 9 too. Um What's funny about that is you could say that real RPGs, real in quotes, RPGs are not high in action. Although I could argue that with you. But that said, um, I love RPGs probably as much, if not more, than you do. And oh, yeah. I would you say. You probably do. Yeah. And I've played a lot of them, you know. Yeah. And I would say that there are some that don't have any action in the strictest sense of the definition. But. Having, when I say action to me, I also mean that things have to be happening. You have to be able to do things in the game world. And that usually is very high on the list for me. So what's funny is I went through a whole phase a while back with some friends who had pointed out that I really didn't play or know many strategy games. And I missed out on a lot of different strategy games growing up. And the reason for that was I was not as big of a PC gamer until later in my life. Later being a teenager slash high schooler slash, you know, college student. Um, So I played a lot of console games and I shied away from console strategy games, which are usually pretty crappy. Yeah. So strategy to me wasn't a focus. And so when I went back to play a lot of the strategy games, I had a real hard time. And the reason for that is... Because of things on this list. Um, (laughs) The reason for that is that for me, if the game isn't very action-y, it takes a lot for me to come to it. You mentioned before having to come to a game with a certain mindset like Stardew Valley. And that for me is how strategy works, strategy games. If, If I'm in the right mood or mindset, I can play for hours and... But then there's a lot of times where I'm like, I can't, I can't, I need to go play something that I'm running around and shooting in because I can't, I can't 
think for that long or, you know, keep my brain on for that long. And sometimes it just, it's a lot of work, you know, and it, then it becomes not fun. Yeah. It, it gets, it's time consuming. Yeah, it totally is. And it's, it's, you have to really engage with it. And there's a lot of times with strategy games where like you need to really bend your mind around the mechanics and kind of find ways to, I don't know, through the, find ways through the mechanics or through the enemy. And usually that takes a lot of thinking. So sometimes I just need to turn my brain off. Yeah. You want to kill some time and play a game just to play a game. Pretty much. So the next one is exploration. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to give this a number because for me, it usually ties into the story that I'm already invested in, or I would hope it would. Like, I love exploration in a lot of senses because you are immersed in this game world and you need to go and find or look through or, you know, explore the world in order to move the game forward i love yeah. that like skyrim you mentioned skyrim oh gosh i love skyrim so good but again that feels so overwhelming sometimes to me that if i'm not in the right mood i can't i just can't so it's funny because i'll explore zelda games all day long and i've always loved doing that but they make it easy and different i don't know if that makes sense there's still like a linear path to those games in a lot of ways yeah um, you know barring Breath of the Wild, that one is not very linear, but still, um, most Zelda games were, and you had a objective, and you had places to go and things to do. So, I don't know what to say. I Probably seven for me on exploration, or maybe a six. Um, okay. It can be important, and a great example would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, that game yeah, is I so still, good. I still want to play that game. That game is so, so good, but it's like almost... I don't know, maybe 80%. No, that's not true. I'm maybe 70% exploration and 30% combat, or maybe it's more like 60-40, but still, it's a lot of exploration in that game, and I love it. So good. Puzzles um, aren't really important that they're there, but if they're done right, I love them. So I'm going to give it a five. Um, okay. I did grow up with my dad where like we played a lot of puzzle games on the Nintendo because that's what he liked to do, and also I really enjoyed doing that. On the Nintendo, uh, Adventures of Low, Adventures of Low Low. Oh my goodness! And uh, Legend of Zelda are great examples. I loved both of those games. If a game has really good puzzles, I love it. If they're just kind of thrown in there and feel like time wasters, it's like no, I'm good. I don't need that. We can skip all that. It kind of falls into grinding. Then it feels like yeah, I understand. Uh, and then strategy, because we we rolled the tactics into it. I'm going to call that like an eight. Like I, I don't want to be thinking really hardcore all the time, but I also need to be able to kind of come up with plans on the fly and like enact those plans, which uh, I, I really enjoy tactical more than I do strategy. Like I really enjoy like in the moment action where I need to do something in order to achieve an objective. And if I come up with a new strategy or tactic in order to do that, it feels even better. Like I love the idea of like, okay, great. I'll set my troops over here and then I'm going to move over here and flank them. I love stuff like that. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, what I say, did I say that was high? 
I'm going to say like a eight on strategy just because we rolled all that into it. And then not to make this long, I'll keep these too short. Lead time, I really need it to be like a one or a two. (laughs) Um, You know, I could play a five, really. Five would be okay in the right context. I, I would say World of Warcraft is a great example of a lot of lead time, and I played that for a while, even now. So, you know, it can, it can be lead time. It's just it, it sometimes keeps me from playing a game now. Understandably. So, yeah. And then building skill. I love building skill in a game. So, yeah, I'll crank that up, crank that up to like a 7, you know? I crank it, it. You, not an 11? You don't want to crank it up Spinal Tap? No. <laughs> um, crank it up to like a 6, I would say. Uh, <laughs> you just said 6. What, what happened to 7? Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I'm going back and forth in my brain. So we'll keep it at a seven, 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 okay. seven. So- yeah, because I enjoy like even the Dark Souls games. Those games are a pain in my butt, but Other I still love I've it. Played. And yeah. you really have to build skill in order to play that game. So yeah, no, we'll call it a seven. Let's call it a seven. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this was useful at all, really, but I like kind of breaking it down a little bit more and... It's hard to say like just genres and capture really what you mean and what you enjoy. And I'm going to kind of keep yours on purpose because (laughs) when I recommend games, I'm like thinking of a game in a certain way that I enjoy it and not really thinking of it maybe the way that you would enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like Mass Effect. (laughs) Yeah. I'm probably never going to play that game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and I would, looking at your list here, let me see. You said Story 7, Action 8, Exploration Mm -hmm. 4. Puzzles one, strategy eight, lead time, oh my goodness, five, and skill six. So I I would say go back and maybe play one of them, one of them. And I would say go play two. Two was more action. Like the first game, the first game was really, really exploratory and very redundant and not great in some ways. Um, I think you, I think you have told me that. Yeah, two would be I the loved one to that play. game, but like it, it's really overwhelming. I've gone back to it myself and been like, "Wow, there's a lot here," and like not a lot of good, you know. Like, not that it's bad, but there's so much there that is overwhelming. I could see it being. Um, but two, two throws you in the action right away and throws you through a bunch of like linear paths and like your. Um, mission is there's a huge main mission but then there's side missions to go for each of the crew stories where you go back in their past and like complete stories for them yeah it's freaking great i think you would really love that so really if you can maybe just try and give it a chance the second one is lauded as like the best one i was gonna say a lot of people said that was yeah and really the funny part is you can skip and play that one and it will give you kind of the context of the last game um so you might not have a lot of the same built-up love for the characters that get thrown into it, but I don't think that's 100% necessary to really enjoy that game. So, yeah. And I I will tell you that the, the amount of alien and technology stuff in that game is really high. Like, that's the whole point of the game. You're fighting against an alien race, so I think you'll love it. It is currently $20 on Steam. I don't plan on paying $20 <laughs> on Steam. I will probably wait or look around. I think um, I saw it cheaper somewhere else. 
the other day because it came up on some weird deal. Well, so, so I would say you can come over and try it, or I have a copy that you can borrow for the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. borrow that. We'll see if that works out. And I would keep an eye out. They sell the trilogy for like 15 bucks or sometimes 10 bucks or even $7. I saw it one time. Yeah, Steam sales. Have and crazy. you can get the trilogy for $7. And then you're golden. Because what happens is this the beauty of the game is you build up the story and it carries over to the next game. So if you yeah. build into two and you really enjoy two and you want to play it into three, mm-hmm. then you're golden. So I have to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was trying to get at here. I think just that, like, we have different tastes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny we talk about it, and we're like, oh, yeah, I think we have some similar tastes. And that turns out, like, sometimes I'll be recommending a game or even books to you, and you're like, mm, yeah, it's okay. Or And I'm well, like, yeah. what do I mean? It's so good. Oh, my God. I spent all these hours, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, it goes both ways. I feel like I, feel like I have enjoyed more recommendations from you than you have enjoyed from me like i've recommended a lot of things to you that i loved and like you've been like yeah it's all right (laughs) (laughs) you're just like like, emotionally crushed so good wait hold on hold on you said it's okay what do you mean okay (laughs) oh god yeah it's all right it's all right well cool yeah all right well i think we kind of are done with that but at least now what I wanted to do was kind of get our tastes out into the podcast so that when people into listen to us, if people ever do listen to us, yes, they will. Actually, I if promise. we ever actually get these published and then people actually listen to them, yes, two exactly. both things are not, you know, definites, um, that they'll know who we are and what we like and what we will play. And I also am going to use this kind of as a springboard to later than, um, talk about other games with you and maybe we can start recommending some titles that we can play on the podcast together or like right. with each other and compare notes. I agree. And too, as we get closer, I mean, E3 is just around the corner. There's a lot of games that will be coming oh, out. Oh, yes. I'm very excited. Um, so I'm super excited and some games that I've been waiting a long time for. Uh, and But can't play. And, but can't play. Sure. <laughs> can't I had to play. get it in. I'm so sorry. Yeah, just wait, just wait. Uh, you never know. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to see what comes out of the new, uh, for the console wars, how that will go. Will Xbox or will Microsoft come back and redeem themselves, or is PlayStation and, or Sony going to destroy again another another season with their next model? So I don't know. We'll see what comes of that, and I really look forward to uh, finally playing Kingdom Hearts three and just raving about it for endless episodes so yeah well and i i look forward to maybe doing an e3 episode that would be awesome yes like our own little draft that'd be fun yeah all right all right well i'm good i'm good i'm getting tired of talking to you all right yeah you too Um, so bye okay bye bye